Hi, this is Jim Martin, and this is my encouragement note, number 62. In this particular issue, I want to talk about the importance of continuing to learn, the importance of being intentional in the morning, the importance of choosing to be gracious, and then there are some street smarts, especially for ministers and other church leaders, and then be sure to look at the resources at the end. The list of five. A critical step that all of us need to look at is the importance of continuing to learn well into the future. Well, that morning, I was about to meet an older, more experienced minister for breakfast. He was a guest speaker at a ministry conference in a nearby city. I was a young husband, father, and minister. I'd met this person briefly, and he was gracious enough to spend this early morning hour with me. I'd carefully thought through a few questions that I wanted to ask. You and I may be most alive when we continue to be curious about God, life, and other people. We may be most alive when we are learning. We can ask questions, we can listen, we can think. As a young minister, I knew I had much to learn. Every sermon series, every family crisis, and every discussion reminded me that there was more to learn. Often I learned that an issue or subject was far more complicated than I had previously thought. In those early years, I began a practice of intentionally learning from others. I would ask for a conversation, perhaps lunch or coffee, and come prepared with questions. These conversation partners included business people, community leaders, a social worker, a school teacher, a professor, a coach, and many ministers. What I learned through these conversations has been invaluable. The following are a few examples of these men and women. Uh, one, I spoke to a retired dean and college professor. I wanted to learn how this person approached life and work, and I was particularly interested in how he, remain, how he remained cheerful well into retirement. Second, I spoke to an older business person who at one time experienced a great de degree of success and notoriety. However, as a young man, he made a series of poor choices that cost him greatly. He admonished me to have different priorities than his. He shared with me how he had lost his way. Third, I spoke to a labor union representative in an area of the country that was severely impacted by economic woes. He spoke of the effect of this hardship on people. One of his union members had been arrested for breaking into a house and stealing. The man stole meat from a freezer to feed his family. He had lost his job and felt desperate. I spoke with an older couple regarding an issue with one of our children. Their children were grown and they even had grandchildren. We asked them numerous questions regarding navigating the middle school and high school years. Today, I still continue this practice, though not quite as frequently. 
No matter the age, you and I can continue learning. Yes, we've learned some valuable lessons. However, it's important that we continue to learn. Regardless of age or life's work, we can learn by simply being intentional and humble. For me, this practice has been a critical step towards staying fully alive. I wonder, is there there one person in your life from whom you could learn something of value? Next, make your morning a time of intention. Early each morning, I begin my day with coffee, my Bible, and prayer. Yes, there are other practices which I find helpful. However, time in my Bible and prayer are the two most important. And of course, coffee. The following are five things I attempt to do each day. Each day, I want to be intentional about the object of my attention. Am I fully present with others or am I glued to my phone? Sometimes I give far too much attention to things that do not matter. Can you relate to this? And in each day, I want to make someone else's day better by my presence or my words. Each day I want to help lighten someone else's load. Perhaps I can look for a practical opportunity to be helpful. Each day I want to brighten someone's day with a smile. Life is often hard and a smile can make someone's day brighter. Each day I want to encourage another. So many, experience, so many people experience roadblocks, obstacles, and various challenges. Some feel very alone. And a word of encouragement can be significant. What would you add? You may have a very different list. If we were having coffee this morning, I would love to see your list. Next Choose to become more gracious. If you want to stand out in the world, try becoming a more gracious person. Across the culture, you can find angry, outraged people. Some may seem ready to cut you off because you don't agree with them. In contrast, a gracious person embodies the grace of God. These are not the people who with their snarky comments put down others. These are not the people who always seem to find fault. Rather, these are people who live out the beauty of grace. They embody grace. Gracious. Perhaps this word might be reserved for people who recognize they have been given much. Such people approach others much like God and Jesus, full of grace and truth. So what is a gracious person? A gracious person is slow to take credit and quick to lavish praise. This person looks for opportunities to affirm and bless. He lavishes praise on those who are often taken for granted. A gracious person is slow to remind others of his own success. A gracious person never seeks to embarrass another. Humiliating another is not in this person's vocabulary. 
She does not say something to embarrass another and then try to escape responsibility by saying, I was only joking. A gracious person receives no pleasure in seeing someone else squirm in discomfort or embarrassment. A gracious person thanks others rarely. Are there several people you need to thank today? Is there someone you could thank by email, a phone call, or even in person? A gracious person doesn't monopolize the conversation. Do you tend to go on and on with your story? Or do you spend time and energy asking another questions and expressing interest in that person's life? If you are in conversation for an hour, does this time reflect a healthy give and take? Or is it dominated by your own voice? I once witnessed a group in conversation. A facilitator was present in part to make sure that no person dominated the conversation. I noticed one man who appeared to be unhappy. And often he dominated conversations. But with the facilitator present, he was not allowed to do so. A gracious person doesn't play one-upmanship. You know, where someone says, well, that's nothing. You should have seen what I did. The gracious person's not threatened by the attention someone else is getting. A gracious person pays attention to people. Sometimes people come away from such conversations saying, he made me feel like I was such an important person. A gracious person desires to say what is appropriate. She doesn't feel compelled to express a momentary thought or impulse. There's no redeeming value in emptying one's mind of whatever fleeting thought is landed at the moment. A gracious person looks out for the comfort of others. Would you like a cup of coffee? What about a Coke? Can I get you a newspaper while I'm out? A gracious person understands that he is not indispensable. Some people desire constant attention. They have a way of steering most any conversation toward themselves. Yet there is humility in realizing that you are in, are dispensable. A gracious person constantly points out the good she sees. Maybe you're visiting a friend who lives in another city. Instead of pointing out the inadequacies of your friend's community, you call attention to what is good. This cafe has outstanding peach pie. I just love the fountains in this city. Gracious people look for good for whatever it may be found. Christian people are to speak and embody grace. Some people have been put off by Christians who speak of God's grace and then treat others with an ungracious spirit. Grace makes people gracious, not mean. And when Christians are mean-spirited or rude and manipulate people, their profession of grace carries little credibility with others. On the other hand, gracious people model a life that is compelling and attractive. What's an upcoming situation in which you would like to model graciousness? And then street smarts. Street smarts. And this is part two, especially for ministers or church leaders. I'm going to give five of these. 
Number one, early on in a ministry with a congregation, get to know the strengths of the congregation. Ask various people in the congregation, what are the strengths of this group? What does this church do well? Ask, what is important to this congregation? Learn what these people seem to value. Number two, be curious. Be genuinely interested in these people and the story of this congregation. How did they come to know Jesus? What is the story of their faith journey? Three, know that upon entering a congregation, people will often tell you various details about their lives. They may not bring up these details again. Yes, we moved here after my divorce, or my husband died suddenly two years ago. Listen intently and later make notes. Otherwise, these details may become a blur within a short time. Four, credibility has to be earned. A seminary degree may sometimes help get you in the door. Credibility, however, has to be earned through serving and loving these people. Pray that God will help you see opportunities to do this in practical ways with the congregation. Know that it takes time to earn credibility with a congregation, but through foolish, sinful behavior, this can be lost quickly. And finally, be down to earth in preaching, teaching. Many people will appreciate this. Say something that is helpful or encouraging. And beware of using seminary language, that is, words that only people who go to seminary would know. Work on clarity. It can be frustrating for people to leave church on Sunday morning not sure about what the preacher was saying. And finally, know that many people will be more likely to listen to what you have to say if you demonstrate a willingness to get your hands dirty through practical service. I hope you have a great week. I hope this uh, volume of my own encouragement notes, I, I, hope, I hope this encourages you in some way. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much.